KW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. Knuckle up again. Make me want to dance. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, beans. This is Dave. And Hello. Don't judge me. Hello and welcome to another edition of Kettle Whistle Radio. I'm here with Ms. D, our lovely assistant. Hello. She said hello. Uh, we have a new segment for you. An odd one, because we're not usually about self-help, but this one is... Uh, for self-help, actually, tune into TBA with Mr. Pink. He's there for you all the time. Tell you how to survive a zombie apocalypse. We're here to merely... Uh, well, what's the segment we're doing? Doing some culinary mayhem right now. Culinary to- mayhem. Culinary mayhem, absolutely. So now that this is a cooking show. No. No? No, just some mayhem. Anyways, we have an interesting 4th of July recipe idea for everyone out there to make their festivities more fun. Well. Or less fun. Or maybe less fun, it depends. First of all, I want to, I want to apologize to the uh, other guests that will be on later in the show today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this segment will end. <laughs> Woohoo! And uh, we'll have uh, some other folks on here in a little bit here. We're going to have uh, Greg Nicosa, uh, Nicosia from, um, I always have to mispronounce the names of my guests. Uh, he's from Havoc Theory. They're doing a show this week. We're going to have him on in a little bit. Um, and, of course, before that, Chris Rickard of LJ's Bookstore is going to talk about an event that she has. But... Right now, let's uh, let's discuss this uh, holiday treat you have for us, Ms. D. All right. It's called a tater pig, which, awesome name. Apparently, these are very fo- popular at fairs and things like that. Like, I guess, I don't know, Montana, Iowa, places with lots of potatoes. I was going to ask you, where the heck does this come from? It's, it is? It's an Idaho recipe? All right, I, I don't know. It's like fairs. I don't know. But it's called a tater pig. That's why I was so drawn to it. All right, so this is how you make a tater pig. You ready to help me make a tater pig? Sure. All right. So you get a baked potato, nice-sized baked potato. Then you're going to take a drill, and you're going to drill a hole through the center. Okay, like so. Oh, the drama. The The drama. All right, then you're going to take a sausage... And you're going to stuff it in the hole, in the tater pig. Let's be clear on this. In the potato. In the potato. Okay. In the potato, not in the tater pig. 
Oh, come on now. All right, you're going to, to, to insert the sausage in the potato. Then you're going to take some tin foil. Jesus Christ. <laughs> some, Try to keep it clean. Some tin... Oh, please. You're going to take the tin foil. You're going to wrap up your tater pig. And then you're going to throw it on the grill for about an hour. After an hour, you're going to crack that puppy open. You're going to put some sour cream and some cheddar cheese and some bacon bits or whatever the hell you like to eat. That's a tater pig, kids. Tater pig. Now, uh, like everything else on our show, um, we usually have uh, musical accompaniment or uh, a band, we'll say, or indie music or uh, or this. Ah, I present the tater pig song. There we have it, the Tater Pigs. That's uh, it. Soon to be on an <laughs> episode of Kettle Whistle Radio, no doubt. <laughs> I'll be contacting them shortly. I'm sure their agent will get back to me immediately. <laughs> All right. I got to go. I got to go make some more Tater Pigs. All right. And that was uh, Culinary Mayhem with Ms. D. Uh, yet another new segment. Uh, coming up shortly, um, better show segments. <laughs> I don't think I like the tone of your voice. <laughs> All right. Be right back, folks. December 4, 5, 39 p.m. Hi. How you doing? Chris, again. I got a poem that you can use for kettle popcorn. Roses are red, violets are blue. I really like your show. God damn it. I was not a very good poet when I was in school. So if you want to use that, I want to cut for what you make. I want 50 cents for every fucking dollar you get for your little show. All right, family Dave. Okay, folks, welcome back. Uh, I told you I'd be back. I've got Greg Nicosia from uh, Havoc Theory with me right now. My buddy, I saw him, well, I saw him perform at least twice now. Uh, big show coming up on Thursday at Gators and Jeanette, and I got him hot off the press of practice just now. I, I kind of stole him away from his buddies. How's it going, guys? <laughs> How you doing, Greg? Did I lose you already? <laughs> what happened? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm, yeah, I'm good to go. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so you you were practicing just now. You got new songs for us on Thursday? Uh, we, we do have some new material, but I think we're going to stick to some classics. Uh, we just picked up a new drummer about a month ago. Oh, really? So um, we do have some new material, but we'll stick to you know what we know. All right, very cool. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. Now, this is a big deal, just to uh, explain to folks. It's a battle of the bands to get on the uh, on the uh, the Mayhem Festival, correct? Uh, yeah. Yes. Go ahead. It's for Rockstar Mayhem, and uh, if we win, uh, we, we get a spot on the tour, so that's pretty cool. That's more than cool. That's, that's unbelievable. I, I think you guys have a very strong... I, I really feel strongly that you guys are going to get on it. I don't know. It's just it's some... Uh, what are some of the, do you know any of these other bands that are going to be there? Uh, yeah, there's, um, there's, I think, six bands, I believe, um, K-1, 
Kevlar, life with uh, life worth sacrifice, um, conflict cycle, bury the kingdom, blood union, demon wolf, and disillusion effect. Um, so I know Kevlar. Uh, we played with them a couple of times. They're good guys. They're really good. Um, if any anyone who's uh, interested in metal, these are all top quality bands. So it's going to be a great show. Are they now? You guys, I kind of consider more of a throwback to thrash metal. One of my favorite genres. Um, are are they all different bands? It's different sounding, or are they going like towards death it's metal? All, yeah, it's it's actually really cool. There's a little bit of uh, every, uh, metal for everybody. There's some death metal. There's some doom metal. There's some black metal. Um, every band is definitely bringing something a little bit different, um, which is cool. I think it's going to be really competitive. We've checked out all the bands to kind of see what we're up against and. Uh, no slouches. Like everybody's really, really banging hard. That's awesome. Now this is at Jeanette, uh, Jeanette PA Gators. Is it Gators Lounge? Uh, I I think it's just called Gators, but it might be Gators Lounge. Um, okay. I've never played there personally. Um, I have some friends who are in the Jeanette area that said it's a pretty decent place, but I've never been there personally, so I actually have no idea. Okay. Um, and you have that address, so we can throw that at people right now. I do. The address is it's in Jeanette, PA. It's 101 South 5th Street, and that's Jeanette, Pennsylvania, 15644. Very cool. And the show starts at what time? Uh, the doors open at 5. First band starts at 5.30. Uh, the set list is yet unannounced, so I'm not sure when uh, when the bands are playing. Um, I do know there'll be representatives there from Sumerian Records and Headbang for the Highway. Also, some representatives from the Rockstar Energy Drink companies. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a great show. Everybody's gonna be playing to win. So if you're if you're in the area and looking for some kick-ass metal, I definitely come out. Yeah, definitely. I'm coming out for you guys especially because you you don't disappoint. And, and I'm bringing some people with me that haven't seen you yet, which is always exciting. And some people that have seen you already. Havoc Theory is uh, just a great thrash metal band. I don't even know if you guys call yourselves that, but your cover of Metallica um, is better than Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to even tell the folks which song it is, but I've heard Metallica do it probably about 8 to 12 times. And you guys sound like when they were like uh, little puppies on the stage just getting started, except you're polished and better. Yeah, well, I mean, to, to our credit, we've probably played that particular Metallica song, I don't know, several hundred times because it's, it's one of our favorites. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've put a lot of stock into learning that. <laughs> we'll just say it's early Metallica, the good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say the song in case you don't play it. <laughs> No, well, the, the the only downside is that they're keeping the sets pretty short. I think each band only gets 15 or 20 minutes, oh, which is man. kind of a bummer since there's not that many bands playing, um, or at least that's what it is now. They might they might open it up. I think they anticipated getting more bands okay. and didn't. But. I see. Now, uh, I'm going to try to get there as early. I'm going, going right from work. I get out at 4. I'm going to probably just make it for doors opening. You, you don't have any idea what time you guys are on. No, they have not released that. They're keeping it. It's uh, it's going to be completely random. They're not doing it off ticket sales or anything, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure what, what they're premising it on. If it's uh, They have the bands listed on an order on the Facebook page, and if that's the case, we're somewhere towards the middle. Uh, we'd be like the fourth band playing. Okay. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I have no idea whether that's actually the way it's going to be. All right, and this again, once again, folks, Greg Nicosia of Havoc Theory. I'd say that's June twenty seventh, this Thursday, coming up. Uh, the 
a battle for what battle of the bands for a mayhem festival is what it's called. Yes, the okay. official battle for Rockstar Energy Mayhem Festival 2013. That's a mouthful, and it's a big deal. <laughs> it is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. Yeah, it's, it's so far everything that Dave Mundine like ever like somehow uh, gets out there. Chaotic simplicity. It's always a mouthful. I have a tongue twister every time I get on here and talk about his shows <laughs> or anything. But yeah, he's the one to tip me off to this. I want to you know throw that out for Dave Mundine and Chaotic Simplicity. He's been behind you guys for a long time. Um, we are going to play a song you requested. You're one of your own, uh, Dark Forest, correct? Yes, sir. That's uh, that's probably my favorite song. Um, you know, it's an older tune. We've been playing it now for I don't know how long, but it's kind of evolved and keeps living and changing, and, and that's kind of, kind of why I like it. Uh, it's got that nice thrashy bass to it. Yes. But uh, every once in a while, we just kind of tweak it and change it. So. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Your, your own music evolving right before your eyes. I like that. Um, well, we're going to play that towards the end of the show, folks, so stick around for a dark forest. Uh, now, Greg, this is the part where you want to plug anything and everything you got. Cool. Well, guys, we're at <laughs> facebook.com backslash Havoc Theory PGH. That's facebook.com slash Havoc Theory PGH. We're also available at HavocTheory.com. If you're looking for tickets for the gig on Thursday, uh, you can go to our Facebook page, and there are links on there. We also have uh, links to all of our upcoming shows. Uh, we have a show this Thursday, obviously. We also have a show this Sunday at, at uh, Chrome in Ohio. Um, trying to get back. To, I have a list. There's actually a lot of gigs coming up. Um, we have a gig Thursday, August 8th in Canton, Ohio. So go to our Facebook page. We have a whole list of gigs there. We probably have about eight or ten on the books. Um, so, and, and most of those are either free or just a small cover at the door. So you definitely want to come come out uh, if you're around. Um, definitely. I, yeah, this is something, guys. I mean, old school metalers, you definitely want to check this out. I, I, I can't tell you how much you'll be surprised and refreshed at how good these guys are. Uh, it's all about the live thing. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm glad to see that you have so many gigs because last I talked to you, it seemed like school is going to be a priority, which is always a good thing. But uh, I thought you were going to be kind of done with the music for a while. Well, I mean, honestly, we got two guys that are in grad school, one guy that works a full job six days a week. So practicing and getting it all together is tough. But actually what killed us is in February we lost our drummer. Um, mm. Matt, we played with for a couple of years, great guy, great yeah. drummer. He's having drummer. some uh, health problems and had to leave the band. Oh, I'm sorry I to hear that. He really, wasn't really good to gig, so we kind of had a – had a little bit of uh, some downtime there. Uh, we picked up a guy that we actually used to play with in high school. We've known him for a long time. He's uh, our guitarist's best friend, so it's uh, it's been working out really well. And we were able to get him up to speed, but it took us a couple of months to kind of uh, get him trained up, just because our material is uh, kind of complicated. Yeah, I'd say it is. I, yeah, I can't see how somebody could just jump right in. It's like Jason Newstead jumping into Metallica. You, you guys are that tight. Um, I keep re- referring to Metallica, of course, because that's what I mean. You guys nailed. Uh, I want to say the song, but again, we may not hear it, so I'm not going to say the song. But they're famous for uh, covering a great Metallica song, and it, it, you would not be disappointed. Well, anything else you want to throw out there uh, before I say goodbye for now? Uh, well, I just wanted to thank you, Dave. You're always you've been a big supporter and a big fan, and we really appreciate that. We really appreciate all your help and all your promotion. Um, we'd also like to thank Dave Mondine, who uh, runs Chaotic Simplicity Entertainment. He's managing us and taking care of us right now, and he's uh, phenomenal. 
Yeah, uh, if you're yeah. an aspiring uh, rock band, or even you really do any kind of band, but if you're in a band and you're in the greater Pittsburgh area and you're looking for somebody to help you get some shows, help you do some promotion, I would definitely check him out. Um, he's friends with us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't find him, just shoot Havoc Theory a message and we'll, we'll, we'll get you his information. Uh, he's largely responsible for getting us booked on uh, this mayhem battle so we can't thank him enough yeah that's a big deal man just to have that chance fantastic well i look forward to seeing you um i will be there thursday hopefully on time <laughs> and um we'll hear more from you i'm sure we'll have you we'll have you back on the show sometime too uh, and when heather's here too uh i'm trying to drag her to the show i'm not sure if she's gonna make it or not she's really busy lately and you know as you know in the entertainment business busy is good Busy, busy is good for business, that's yeah. for sure. All right, man. Uh, thanks again. again uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Greg Gregory Nicosia of Havoc Theory. And that's Havoc with a, uh, a C, not a K. <laughs> Am yeah. I, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, we discussed that. Because <laughs> that band, that band, that other metal band, Havoc. Yeah. We don't want to confuse that. All right, man. Uh, thanks again, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. You're welcome. Uh, Thanks, guys, and I hope to see you all on Thursday. June 27th. All right, later. Later. (laughs) Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. This is Dr. John Towers. All right, folks, we're back here. Thanks for staying with us. That was Greg Nicosia, which I'm going to go see him Thursday for that show about the Mayhem Festival, those bands trying to get that slot. Right now, we have an extra special guest, too, Chris Rickard of LJ's Bookstore, one of my favorite places in the world. Chris, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you doing? Um, better now. I'm glad to be talking <laughs> with you. So I, I know you're busy. It's late, and uh, I want to get you on here before this event you have coming up. So I, I, I don't even know how to begin to explain it, so go for it. Okay, well, it's called the Geek Girls Panel. It's going to be myself, uh, Kristen Ross, who is the romance winner of the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award this year, and also the founder of Literazi. Yep, yep. Uh, Ashley Nagrant, who is one of the founding members of Literazi, for anybody who doesn't know, that is one of the fundraising arms of the Greater Pittsburgh Literacy Council, and cosplayer Jessica McGinnis. Our moderator is going to be John Towers, who I think you are familiar with. I'm a little familiar with that guy. Actually, I know a lot of yep. these players, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty cool group of people that we have rounded up for this. Um, the whole thing started um, maybe eight months ago when a comic book artist released a very long rant on the internet about women who show up at the conventions and they're dressed as these comic book characters and they probably don't even know who they're dressed as and he (laughs) criticized the body types of the women that put on cosplay costumes and talked about women not belonging at conventions and the whole conversation online about the idea of the fake girl got started. I didn't know that and he said he said girls don't even belong at conventions. I didn't realize he said that he said that girls uh, in cosplay probably don't belong at conventions unless they meet his standards of female beauty. Oh dude. In All which right. case he's happy to see them there, but otherwise they shouldn't be there. And Chris, he said oh, that Chris. cosplayers in general distract from the real reason of the convention, which is just for people to come see the artist who created the comic books. Chris, I gotta tell you that we talked about this in person at your store, at LJ's bookstore, mm-hmm. folks. Um, I, I had I always plug that. Um, when when I was... Okay, I've been doing these shows probably longer than any of you guys, to tell you the truth, because I'm older, and even longer than John Towers. I used to work these things early 80s with my dad. We did comic shows and, and, and baseball card shows, 
in New York. And back then, you were lucky if you had two girls walk through the door. Um, I, I find it so welcoming to find it 60-40 now with, you know, 40% being female that walk through the door yeah. now. It adds a whole new interesting element. And you know what? It shows that they're just as creative as the guys, if not more so. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I don't really see where the, the gender conversation really comes into it, other than the fact that obviously some of us are men, some <laughs> of us are women, but we're really all geeks. Yeah. And some people express their love of the genre by actually creating something that they, you know, produce and sell. And some people do fan art. And some people rock a Batman t-shirt and show up at a convention and check out every single thing that they think is up their alley. And some people go through tons of time and effort and money to get these elaborate costumes. They make them themselves. They have them custom made. And they show up in the costume as the character that they admire. Um, but the, the larger discussion that this started online was about this idea of the fake geek girl, which I think is um, horrifying, but also kind of amusing. Um, this idea that, that women are actually going out and creating this fake persona of being a geeky girl and liking comic books and liking the same kinds of things that many other geeks like, like Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, fantastic sci-fi, all this stuff that I'm, that I'm into, um, but that they do it just so they can turn the heads of geek guys who they will then promptly reject because they really are just there to, like, lure geeky guys and then turn them down for their own personal edification. Well, let me ask you, on that note, just real quick, because you, you touched on it, um, on that note, um, a very popular show, the most popular sitcom on TV is Big Bang Theory. How do you feel about yep. the, Pen the Penny character? Do you feel that they're portraying her correctly? Are they going too far with it? I think it's funny, personally. Um, I don't know. You know, I find the show funny. I've never taken it particularly seriously, but recently, and I, you know, I'm like a season behind on the show right now, I've seen a lot of people say... I, as a geek, I feel misrepresented. I feel insulted by these portrayals. I oh, feel no. like Penny <laughs> is a stereotypical dumb blonde girl. You know, I never took the show so seriously that right. I really thought, well, this, if this was saying anything about my life, I thought the dialogue was funny. Um, <laughs> but I can definitely see the other side of it where, where people find these portrayals offensive. Um, I don't think Penny is, for example, a fake geek girl. I think that anybody, when they're interested in someone or getting to know a new group of friends, yeah. is naturally going to test out their friends' interests and learn more about them. And it ends up um, she, she kind of likes the subculture, too. She's starting to like it. Dress the part yeah. and actually tried to read comic books. That's more than most girls I ever dated, <laughs> ever yeah. tried, you know. At least she's yeah. trying, you know. I, I, I do like that they're getting people back in comic shops again, though. That They do that. That's, yeah. that's a good point of the show. Yes, definitely. Um, but I think that there's a lot of different ways to become a geek or to become interested in the many varieties of geek subculture. And, of course, one of those ways is through a significant other who is heavily involved, whether that's a boy or a girl. Um, but, but also, I think it's important that people understand that plenty of women find comic books and science fiction and fantasy and role-playing and all these other things completely on their own and not through a guy who has you know, taken him under their wing and introduced him. And in my opinion, any route to geek culture is a legitimate route to geek culture. And if someone says to me, I love Batman, I, I learned about him from the Christopher Nolan movies, I don't have a problem with that. And I think that's, that's also kind of at the heart of this issue of who is a geek and who is just sort of in by association. Um, there's also an idea that there are legitimate ways to become a geek, and then there are these ways that are shameful in some way, like getting into a character through the movie, getting into a character through a television show, um, as if comic books are the only authentic route to that fandom. 
All right. And I think in a larger gender-free issue, that's a problem in geek culture right now, too. Definitely. definitely. No, I, I agree. I, I, You know what's funny? Uh, since my college days, and even a little prior to that, I've always had girls um, back in the D&D days, you know, with the dice and the books and, you know, oh, not yeah. not even using the little metal figures <laughs> and all that. That's not back in the day. That's every Saturday for me. That's awesome. I love to hear <laughs> that. But I, we, we have always had one or two girls in the group. Um, even then Heroclix came around. There was always, actually, yeah. there was, oh, yeah. at some point there were more girls playing than guys. I don't know why mm-hmm. that was, but... Maybe they knew the characters better. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we used to play in college. There was always a girl, including my wife. She got involved because there's a creative aspect. It wasn't just a geek. You're creating a world. Okay. It's fun. You know, and it, I don't know. <laughs> I just always thought it was more intriguing to have um, a mix of people like that anyway. Yeah. And, honestly, I think the majority of the geek culture is on your side and my side than on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. But... There are still these lingering issues. Recently, there have been incidents uh, involving sort of the question of what is the appropriate level of touching for a, for example, what is called a boosh babe at a convention, which are these women who do, um, you know, dress in something provocative and attract people to a specific table. Hmm. Um, and, and also plenty of guys who do the same thing. I think boosh babe is just maybe a, a sexist gender term that we're using. Um, hmm. But... But there are, there are issues there. Anybody who has followed any of the drama in the Science Fiction Writers Association in the last month over the way that women within this professional organization have been talked to and talked about in professional publications and on their forums, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, hmm. there, there are just a lot of issues right now. I think probably because women are now such a an ever-present force at conventions and in comic book stores and in geek culture all over the place, mm-hmm. from some of the people who are uncomfortable with that, I think we're seeing some backlash. And so we're going to get together, we're going to throw out a couple of these topics, we're all going to sound off on them, we're going to ask the audience what they think, we're going to try to solve the world's problems in two hours, cool. and, and make, it a, make it a society that is completely even across the board. That's the plan. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's <laughs> a, this is totally a Society 13 topic. We're very proud to present these subcultures and, and issues that happen within. And oh, By the way, uh, John Towers will tell you, uh, he witnessed me and Nelson, Nelson Piles, Nelson W. Piles, being attacked by... A we, if I ever saw one. <laughs> we, were, we were attacked by a female Wolverine at the uh, Steel City Con, and we loved it. It was great. Awesome. Yeah, she was awesome. She was very cool. Now, great outfit too, man. Gee, she—I I don't think guys could pull it off that well. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, there's recently been a few things online where uh, authors or artists and, and fan artists have uh, reimagined covers. Um, Jim C. Hines did the Hawkeye Initiative, where he and John Scalzi posed in these sort of very over-sexualized, almost anatomically impossible positions that many women on book covers are posed in to kind of draw attention to that. Uh, A female author challenged all of her readers to take the covers of famous novels uh, with a male author, Mm. change it so that it was a female author's (laughs) name, and then imagine what the publisher would have done with the cover, because of course the, the covers of women's books traditionally have a sort of a gender bias toward looking romancy or looking cute. Um, there's been a lot of really cool stuff going on uh, in the in kind of the let's investigate how the genders are relating to each other in geek culture. It's it's wild too. I, I I'm just thinking now. I'm, I'm looking. I, you can do a comparative analysis between um, Daniel Steele covers from like the '80s <laughs> versus versus McFarland in the late '80s, early '90s. He was the yeah. first one to put out these giant big boob women 
on comic shelves that were kind of all ages acceptable, like Spawn. Mm-hmm. You know, like anybody could buy yeah. them. You know, that that's kind of you know. I, I guess that was the Daniel Steele for uh, us guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I never read one of those. But I do have the entire I Spawn collection. I've never read a Daniel Steele novel myself, so I don't know. In the in the eighties and nineties, I was reading sci-fi. I know you are. I have no doubt. So. <laughs> Little Frank Herbert for you, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, what else you got? Uh, now let's talk about the dates, times, and the place for all this. Okay. It is at LJ's Books, which is located at thirty two thirty three West Liberty Avenue in Dormont. It will be at two p.m. and we're going to try to go till maybe three thirty four o'clock. Um, it may run longer. We are all a group of people who don't shut up, so <laughs> we'll probably talk a whole bunch. And it's going to be on Saturday, July thirteenth. Okay. So, oh, Saturday, July thirteenth. Okay. Good. Yep. Good. All right. Good to know. Good to know. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to get out there? Anything new at LJ's that we need to know about other than this? Oh well, there is the big news of my becoming the full owner of LJ's. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're just working out the details of the timeline now. My incredible partners, Louise and Frank, have run the store like champs for 15 years, and Louise is ready to retire and move, and Frank is ready to sooner retire and go into full-time writing because he's been having a lot of good luck with his writing. Good. He's gotten a couple stories published. He just finished his first full novel. So they are both turning over their keys to me, and by the end of the year, I will officially be the sole owner of LJ's book. Exciting, all of that, and that's great for Frank. That's oh, I love hearing stuff like that, and especially it's, it's, you know, the, it's sad that we're not going to work together anymore. But they're both moving on to such exciting chapters in their lives. I'm very, very happy for them. Yeah, and of course, and the, slightly terrified for me. The well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the and the Kristen Ross story is also a happy one too. Oh, I know. Yeah, Kristen Ross just got back from Seattle. She was just awarded the Amazon. Breakthrough Novel Award for Romance. She has a huge advance. She's published. We will host her first book signing at LJ's Books as soon as we know when the book is actually going to hit the shelves. So cool. And and I and it's, it's a fantastic book. Oh. Tell everybody. It, I am not a romance reader in general, and I loved it. I cannot say enough good things about it. I thought it was fantastic. It's exciting. It's okay. got a very, very strong feminist bent to it, which made me really happy. I loved it. You like a romance novel. That's interesting. That means it, it has I to be do. good. I do. I like this one. Has to be good. Has to be good. Absolutely. Uh, wait, do we know the title? Did, was that released? Yes. It's called A Man Above Reproach. Oh, that's right. I did know that. I saw it on it's Facebook. good title, too. And uh, the cover photo has been released. Anybody who wants to check it out, you can just look up Evelyn Price. That's with a Y in each name. Evelyn Price on Amazon. And you can see the cover that they've done for the book, and it's stunning. Nice. No, cool. no bodice rippers, no Fabio. <laughs> a nice, just a nice, classy romance cover. It's very well done. And Kristen Ross will be there with you on the 13th at LJ. She absolutely right? will. She is actually the person who who was equal in outrage initially over this whole fake geek girl thing. And we said, we're going to we're gonna have a talk about this. We're going to have a big public dialogue about this. And we invited all of our friends to join sure. us. And that's how the whole thing got started. I love it. I, I, I mean, it's about time. I love the fact that girls are, are more involved in the stuff that I've always yeah. loved. I, I think it's it's important. Uh, it, I don't know. It, there was a time where they, uh, there were girls did make fun of guys that were into it. That was the other side of it. But they didn't. Those are the girls that didn't really look into it at all. You know, and they were yeah, in the, I, they were reading Daniel Steele. <laughs> as, as somebody who has been interested in all of these things since I was a little little kid. 
it's really nice for me to go to these conventions and see other women there because I've mm-hmm. been there since the beginning. But it, it's a little intimidating to walk into a room or you know to walk into a comic book store with you know fifteen guys in it and be the only girl there. And it's so nice now that I see women behind the counter. I see other women in the stack. It makes me feel very comfortable, and I'm excited to see more women getting involved too. Oh please, you could have kicked those guys' asses anyway. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> All right. Well, this was fun. Once again, having you on, you're always welcome back, and I Thank look you forward. Thank you so much. Oh. Always a delight. Oh hell yeah, we love this. We love we love you. We love LJs, and um, again, that is uh, July 13th. Sooner than I thought. So July 13th, 2 p.m. LJ's book. Okay. Very cool, Chris Rickard. Thank you very much, and you have a thank good you. night. Thank you. Thank you very much. You bet.
Are you a fan of classic cinema or a young person who wants to discover the best films of all time? Do these legendary movies still hold up? On the Generation Film Podcast, two guys who grew up when movies dominated the culture share a great film with a panel of young movie lovers and see how it plays for today's generation. We discuss changes in storytelling styles, representation, the making of each film, its initial reception, and how its meaning has changed over the years. Join us as we explore cinema classics across generations on Generation Film. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.